This is a HeadGum Podcast. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We... <laughs> All right. We watch. We watch God's Not Dead 2, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. Probably Game of Thrones. Well, aren't we nasty today? I want to see cats. <laughs> I'm just chilling. Bang. Losers, in other words. <laughs> <laughs> my wife. Bazinga. 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 You got me straight gripping, boo. <laughs> <laughs> it was empty. Oh my gosh. It's all about jacking off. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. That was Caroline. Uh, like, which episode was... <laughs> I mean, I'd have, have I'd, I'd, I'd options. Sure, you had plenty. There were alts. There were like <laughs> the echo on it. <laughs> yeah, because it's like authoritative. It's like God came down and said, "Listen, my children. Actually, oh, the greatest it's commandment. All about it up. <laughs> it's all about <laughs> Do you think that's Is what? That you, what I sound like? Have, Probably. You listen to the show, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> do you actually? Do you actually listen to the show? I listen to the ones that you think will come out bad. No, I. <laughs> No, <laughs> none of them do. I listen to like the first 20 sometimes. And sometimes I listen to all of it if I'm having a good time. Actually, hey. I listen to most of the like second service episodes all the way through. To make sure we're not. Um, No, just because I like them. Okay. Yeah. Well, Good Christian Fun, if you like it, is the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, Christian mu- movies, movies, or what they call movies, <laughs> music, entertainment, Singers, songwriters, speakers, preachers, sneakers, comedians, like Jeannie Robertson, whose team did reach out to us and said, hey, we liked your episode. If you want cops, let us know. And I do. And we will take them up on that offer. Yeah, we got to email them back. Yes, but listen, we're not here to make fun of you or make you go to church. We're just here to have fun and have a dialogue, just like a free exchange of ideas, mm-hmm. like Ben Shapiro. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Like that guy. Yeah. But before we get to the meat of the episode, we do have uh, a very special segment for the second time in history on the GCF podcast. It's time for Swonderful Smarvelous with Caroline Ely. Swonderful. Swonderful. Smarvelous. Smarvelous. Warning, the following segment has spoilers. <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to Smarvelous, <laughs> my own special corner of the show where I get to talk about Marvel movies and Kevin supports me 100%. The whole thing is you're the cor- your corner well, of the folks, show. Well, folks, as of the time of this report, we're fresh out of Endgame weekend and around the world, MCU fans are buzzing with the excitement of a fresh new set of questions, answers, and endings for our very old and busted superheroes. 
Let me just get this out of the way. I only took two pee breaks during this viewing, which was hampered only slightly by the jumpsuit I foolishly decided to wear. Let the listener note this. I consumed approximately 60 ounces of cherry vanilla Coke Zero, so this was a superhero feat all on its own. (laughs) 60 ounces! (laughs) My deepest respect and appreciation for the roommates I had who graciously moved their feet for me and to the AMC Santa Anita Theater who graciously designed a nice wide aisles in the theater. Doxing yourself. Thereby making it all the easier for me to come and go with ease. Now, on to the ass stuff. There was a lot of butt talk in this film, <laughs> but frankly, it wasn't the end game I hoped for. Oh, come on. Captain America surely has a special caboose, but the myriad remarks on it did little to quench my thirst for butt themes in this film. Did you say quench or clench? <laughs> By my count, the Avengers had not one, but possibly two, three, or four opportunities for Ant-Man to defeat the evil Thanos by crawling up his dark and evil butthole, but instead, they selfishly forced his teammates to manually smash and zap the purple lord over and over to no avail (laughs) apparently traveling around the quantum realms various tubes and holes kept him a little too busy (laughs) (laughs) lastly i'd like to discuss something on the other end of our brave bunch the hair on their heads honestly what in the name of our lord jesus christ is going on there I would be dreamily lost in the witty tete-a-tete between Steve Rogers and Tony Stark, only to suddenly be very aware of the tets in question. It seems that the stylist had gotten the note, like normal hair, but sharper, weirder, and chunkier. (laughs) She loves it. Captain America finally got something a little more aerodynamic than the basic beach waves blob, but I had to wonder how long she had to spend in the bathroom to get that height on it. Do you say Captain America or Marvel? Captain Marvel, right? Yeah, pay attention. Side note, is her hair made out of protein or protons? I understand these superheroes can't have your average supercut styling, but the more I looked at Scarlett Johansson's weird new Red Roots situation, the more I wondered if the greatest loss in the intervening five-year apocalypse were some mirrors and a keen coiffure. That said, I love Thor's... I loved Thor's ropey, greasy tresses. I also loved Avengers Endgame. It made me cry like a little toddler who's being told it's time to get out of the pool. And like that toddler, I could have swam for hours longer in this great film. Three hours was too short, in my opinion. Oh. Kevin, any thoughts? I mean, you made some really interesting points. I'm glad to hear that some of the side comments that did occur while we watched the movie together have popped up again (laughs) in this treat scene. You know she's telling the truth. Yes. I mean, there was uh, the point where our friend Shush Caroline was when she said, it's like battle of the weird hair in this movie. (laughs) So it's good to see that she has a consistent point of view and perspective. And I respect it. And it was an honor to watch it alongside her. This has been Smarvelous. Till next time, hire, farter, pastor, whatever it bakes. Excelsior? I barely know her. Swanderful. Swanderful. Smarvelous. Smarvelous. My face is so warm. (laughs) You are so kind and generous. My brand new person I've met. I have a tear in one eye. I will say, great movie, fun. I'm never seeing a movie like that ever again. I'm never going to see that. You're never going to see it? For no sure? way. Oh, wow. I won't. Sorry. Oh, no. I don't mean a movie like that. I mean, I'm never going to see a movie 
like that mm. in the method in which we saw it, which, you know, as opposed to like a roaring crowd on opening weekend oh. or something, it was an 11 a.m. matinee, <laughs> which the audience was respectful to a fault. Oh. And when characters appeared and reappeared, they said, <coughs> <laughs> Instead of oh, clapping man. or cheering at all, you need your own Marvelous Corner. You've got mm. some. Thoughts. I guess so. Well, no, mine is more about like the movie industrial complex and theater chains and kind of how we've gotten to this yeah, point. Your and... corner will be called Snorvelous. Okay, <laughs> wow. That it's time to introduce our guest. Oh, Caroline loves that she went out on a pop. Well, ladies and gentlemen, our very special guest today. You may know her from Thirteen Reasons Why or a Million Little Things. Ladies and gentlemen, give it the hell up for. Oh my gosh! Too much? Not enough? No, never too much. (laughs) Now, when was it uh, that you struck the deal with your agents that you would only appear in TV shows with numbers in the title? Uh, Just last year, (laughs) and I refused going forward to anything. You're starring in the How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days reboot on Hulu next year. And and, 8 is Enough, we're rebooting Netflix as well. Very cool. 7th Heaven, finally getting a reboot. 7th Heaven, me Mm -hmm. and David Gallagher coming back for more. 27 Towns, Will Smith movie. 20, I think it was just seven pounds. Seven pounds. <laughs> you added 20 somehow. I'm going to do 27 <laughs> yeah. hours. Cut my leg off yeah. this time. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. We are so glad to have you here. Thank you. <laughs> what? Talking like freaking nebula I'm or allowed something. to say that. Yes, you are. Welcome to the show. We're so glad to have you here. That's cool, guys. Thank yeah. you. Do we seem really cool? Yeah. Talking about a couple of cool redheads. Christian on a hot stuff. Couch. And then Marvel Sweating. stuff. Yeah. With this respected thespian we see before us. <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> we will. But first, you tell us about this. What's your history with religion My. and faith? I was raised Catholic. Nice. Okay. I went to Catholic school. I went to all, a Christian all preschool. Oh. I went until I could go no longer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Physically? Had to Physically kick you out. not allowed to come back because... One more year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I voted for a Catholic middle school, but State College Pennsylvania did not provide one. Ooh. It was not available. And so... Uh, after the sixth grade, we were sent out into the world of public school, mm. no uniforms, terrifying. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, what yeah. did that feel like, that transition? I will tell you that I am still very close to my Catholic school friends because of that transition. Really? Wow. We clung to each other so hard. Aww. And we all ended up, we actually all ended up going to Young Life Camp together. Young Life. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, we all got into it because that's what the cool kids were doing and then we went to the camp i went one year and i thought this is great mm-hmm. and then the rest of my catholic school friends came the next year and we all sat around in a circle and they were like i don't understand what's happening here really oh yeah it was too <laughs> it was that it, it was too different evangelical yeah. or whatever it was the it was the i think the modernization of Christianity that we were so not used to. Everything was smells and bells. Everything was... <laughs> smells and bells. Yes. Do you know that term? I've never no. heard that before. Oh. Not on yeah. this show. That's what Catholicism is built on. Yeah. Is Nothing aromas else. and bells. pings and tings. And hells. <laughs> and hells. And hells. Sure, hells. Much hells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have... It's all incense. 
there are truly like at Christmas time, especially a band of bell players would come out and play yes. the songs. And um, it was just a lot of ceremony. A lot of ritual. So much ritual. And almost that's really all I got out of it. <laughs> I was going to say, did you like that aspect of it or did you like it? Did the impression it made on you? I hated it as a child mm. because I had to do it twice a week. So in school, we would go, I can't remember if it was Wednesdays or Fridays, and then I would go again to Mass with my mom on Sunday, okay. and it just felt like this interminable, boring, old people thing. Mm -hmm. And the part I got, I remember getting so amped right after communion because I knew that meant that the end was nigh, <laughs> yeah. and there might be a donut offered to me. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, as communion appetizer not as communion that would be the after yeah the <laughs> communion was the appetizer uh, got a little yeah. taste of bread little <laughs> sip of wine and i wasn't even allowed to i could not have the wine because my mom was such a germaphobe oh rightly really? so oh. <laughs> all they would do would wipe the chalice yes. with a rag Ooh. and then the entire congregation i've seen it it's a very light wipe too he's not like it's putting not. pledge on it or anything there's not much effort mm -hmm. but that was i spent most of that time sort of trying not to fall asleep while kneeling and you would see kids with their heads on their hands kneeling fully passed out <laughs> but there was so much standing and kneeling that you couldn't nap for too long right and I was convinced for whatever reason that the priests were speaking directly to God and ah. I didn't have that access mm. And I thought the priest could also hear everything I was thinking during the You mass. thought they were superheroes. That's yes. terrifying. <laughs> I thought they were the Captain America. Oh, 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 they no. could hear everything you're thinking? That's so oh, yeah. scary. Okay, well, Captain America doesn't have freaking Who does? hearing Who thought does, power. Who does, Kevin? Okay. I don't that, know these yeah, movies. Yeah. I don't know these men. I don't, think I don't know. What, does it, Who does hears? It Caroline's that. going through a Rolodex. Scarlet Witch? Does she hear stuff? <laughs> Maybe. But okay, so you were convinced that they could hear you and feel your thoughts. Yeah, and I don't know where that came from, but I was just always very afraid of them. And I will get right into it, rightly so, because three of the priests at my church turned out to be... Three of them? Three. That's a lot. Isn't it wild that you don't even have to finish the sentence? I needn't, <laughs> because we know. It's unpleasant. Well, it is unpleasant. Yeah. And then... I discovered later that another one, our favorite priest, Father Greg, who was the cool young guy who came in, and I remember him saying during a mass one time, it's very important for all of you to ask questions. Like, I want you to be questioning your faith. And I thought, what a revolution. Yeah. This man is so great. He did the Macarena at his birthday party that he invited all the school cool to. Cool as hell. He, I saw him drinking a Coca-Cola. I couldn't believe it. Oh, nice. <laughs> Rad. Yeah. Dipping a donut in it. That was cool communion. Yeah. Church. <laughs> cool communion. No, he can hear my thoughts. Um, First church is camping. But he knew yeah. I thought he was cool, so it was fine. Yeah. Um, that man ended up having a child with a woman in the congregation. Oh. <clears throat> so. Oh, no. Kind of everything that was sacred was not. And did you find that out when you were a kid or just now? Like as, as an, an adult, adult okay. I was, we actually moved from, I moved away from that church and that school and we went to Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, and that, that church was 
just my mom wouldn't go to the <clears throat> to the church where I went to school because she said it looked like a spaceship and she didn't like the architecture. <laughs> so we would have to drive half an hour to Bullsburg, Pennsylvania, so she could go to the pretty church <laughs> at eight o'clock like, in the morning. <laughs> oh, my goodness. My mom's going to listen to this. It, it was the Catholic it, church you know? that sounded that looked like a spaceship. It was modern. It was like mid-century modern. Okay. Yeah. Because I would think it would be like Protestant churches that because Protestant yeah. churches have a lot of scary architecture. That's true. Yeah, it's a lot of like tracked home looking buildings. Mm-hmm. And I've been like to a lot of those parks. too. I went. I ended up going to all kinds of various churches. Yeah. Oh yeah. That. So get us back on track. So you were going to Young Life and stuff. Yeah. What drew you to it? Was it just that it was fun and? Yeah, I liked the community. I liked that it was like get together at people's houses, sing mm-hmm. songs that we would sing Brown Eyed Girl. <laughs> that was yeah. not what I, and well, they would God cut out. God created her. Well, they cut out the part about making love in the sweet grass. Pray, <laughs> praising <laughs> God in the green grass. <laughs> <laughs> also, just side note, my, our youth uh, music leader uh, is now the music manager for the Jonas Brothers. What? Okay. Yeah, yeah. cool. The roots run deep with those bros. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to John Taylor. He's doing it. There was a brief overlap time in uh, when I first got to LA where the Jonas Brothers and I attended the same church. Mm-hmm. It was like literally months, but it was, there was just like a teeny wow. tiny overlap. Cool. So John really, Taylor, call my me. story is their story. Their story is <laughs> yeah. my story. You are doing. You had your own Disney show. Their you victory is my are, victory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brene Brown. Um, so you're going to Young Life and you thought it was cool. You yeah. like the community and the music. Yeah, and, and I, yeah. I started doing that uh, when we still lived in Pennsylvania and then we moved away and I went to, we moved a lot. So this yeah. was, that was Pennsylvania and I loved it. I went to Young Life Camp Why'd you twice. guys move so much? Um, my dad was a journalist and he was kind of bouncing from newspaper to newspaper mm-hmm. as he was going from journalist, editor, publisher. Oh. So we ended up in Tallahassee and I, they didn't have Young Life there. And so that was done. Oh. Um, as far as I know, maybe they did, but, uh, we went to a Catholic church, my mom and I, and I started going through the confirmation process when I was 15. I was actually a year late, I think. And halfway through, my mom just stopped going to church, and I didn't know why we weren't going anymore. No one explained it to me. And I was still going through the confirmation process and got to the day of confirmation, and my mom didn't come. And I was oh. so I – rem- I have diaries about it where I was like, I don't understand – why she made me do this for 15 years. Yeah. And it was really weird. That would be really strange. Like she didn't come to your graduation or right. something. Yeah. Well, I found out last year. Yeah. Recently. Or two years ago. Recently. The reason she stopped going to church was because of the Boston Globe article. that Spotlight came. Wow. stuff. It was 2001. So that, or 2000. And I don't know if she just didn't know how to talk to me about it maybe. <laughs> She's too young to know. (laughs) I mean, I can imagine, like, if you had a 15-year-old and you not only have to explain, like, what could happen, that it could happen at your church and it was so widespread and you're in the middle of, like, figuring out your faith in a way. Yeah, I think she just couldn't. And she was a lifelong Catholic. And my Uh, my dad never came to church with us. He was raised, I guess, Presbyterian, but just wasn't a churchgoer. Yeah. And so, yeah, all of a sudden, I was like, well, I'm not going anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I would sort of try to with some of my friends, but I couldn't, I don't know, I couldn't get that together. 
And so then I started testing out other places because friends of mine went to a Methodist church mm-hmm. or they went to just all kinds of different places. And I ended up like, you know, at Buddhist places too. Cool. And just sort of exploring. Um, and then eventually I just kind of walked away from all of it altogether and then came back to, it was, pro- I guess, probably 2014, 2015. Um, I had gone to a Kadampa center. What is that? It's a form of Buddhism. Okay. And I really liked that, but I felt it didn't feel, I don't know, I wanted the familiarity. And I started going to an Episcopal church in Pasadena, All Saints. Hey. Yeah. It's awesome. I've heard of it. It's wonderful. Again, the pastor there, it was this guy, um, Ed Bacon, and he was on Oprah's show all the time. And he was just brilliant. And he would give these sermons that were so thoughtful. And the church is really rooted in social justice. And they had a resident rabbi, a resident uh, Buddhist scholar, people who were from all faiths kind of participating in their church. And I loved that there were women priests. And Mm -hmm. it just felt like what I knew as a child, but adjusted to fit what I believe in now, socially. And so I ended up, I was there, I went there for probably two years straight and it was, I kind of came back to it because I went through an extended illness and mm-hmm. felt like I just needed that connection again. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's kind of where I ended up. I don't go to church anymore. I don't think I can call myself a Christian anymore, honestly, but it's, it was most of my life. Yeah. yeah. Would you want to call yourself a Christian? I don't think I I don't think I would because I feel like I feel like that's misrepresenting what I believe because I do like what Jesus Christ represents. Mm-hmm. I don't like what so many organizations that call themselves Christian represent. Mm-hmm. So I can't in good conscience con- conscience <laughs> con- call my gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> It's conscience. <laughs> Therefore, I can't <laughs> believe in Christianity. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Did you ever have a sense going from Catholic church mm-hmm. and then to like a Protestant church where at least the feeling I got was like it was a way more it was way more stressed to have like a relationship directly with God. Yes. And did you feel like that ever hit home with you? I mean, I'm not sure if it did for me, but we're working huh. that out. Um, yeah. But like, did you feel like that? came and went as you went to these different places? Or do you feel like God was always like a fixed person in your mind? It's shifted so much for me. My idea of what God was from a child, I thought God is a man who lives in the sky. He has a beard. He's somebody's dad. Like he's Jesus's dad. Right. Uh, And then as I got older, I prayed a lot through high school. I would, I still have journals where I write to God, but it started shifting from this man in the sky to something else. Young Life Camp actually really changed my idea of of what that was and what the relationship was because it went from being this sort of entity that the priests could communicate with directly mm-hmm. to them saying, oh, no, you speak to God directly. And they had us go out into a field and sort of meditate one day and think about what God is to us. And I, it really shifted for me then. And I had, I re- my parents still have a postcard from me 
And it seems a little culty brainwashy where I'm like, I just discovered my relationship with God. Oh, yeah. My life will never be the same. <laughs> oh, there are so many times I'm sure I came home from some retreat or something. My mom was definitely like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and she's a Christian. She yeah. was like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's <laughs> deprogram that a little it's bit. like, yeah, she'll get there. <laughs> Yeah. Wear off. With this stuff, I always wonder if there is ever a child who believed a certain way and had a relationship to whatever God mm. and then aged into it well. Do you know what I mean? Where it's yeah. not like, and then I took a hard left turn. <laughs> I mean, there's people that like grew up in the church and stuff, yeah. but it it just feels so natural that you kind of have to like reshake the etch-a-sketch every couple of years of like, okay, now this is kind of getting muddled or yeah. not helpful in some I way. I do know a lot of people who it's been one faith, one belief throughout their lives, and maybe they've struggled with it internally, but I've never seen any of it. And that's really interesting to me mm. because, yeah, I... I think most people I know in life now um, have gone through all sorts of ebbs and flows. And even now, my concept of what God is is entirely different from that. And I just talked about this on another podcast that I did. Well, great. Oh, well, funny. let's not shut up it that podcast, please. Please, no. Bad we're, Christian We're going to bleep it out. <laughs> you blew your load Damn. on bad Christian fun. <laughs> blew your load? Well, that is what bad Christians Well, it was do. funny because... <laughs> It was a it was a podcast about it was my acting teacher who I've gone to for years and he's at the very end asked me and the other guest who's God yes really yeah <laughs> not that aggressively <laughs> got in yeah. there what do you yeah like what is God to you oh oh uh, and I my explanation was I mean I can get do you do want it to? yes okay. yeah yeah if you don't mind I would say what I believe now is that God is an energy force that is creation and exists across all platforms of religion. Um, we're all essentially trying to get to the same home uh, through different means. Mm. So I believe that it is the force that lives in all of us, created the earth, created everything. And it is what I think a lot of us would refer to Oh, this feels very cheesy, it's but okay. as love, because I think mm -hmm. that is that is the creative force in the world. Like that's how humans are made now. Um, that is where churches came from. We felt this compulsion to build altars to this unknown thing that f is so important to all of us, and yet we we don't know it, but we feel it in internally. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's it's love and it's it's um, something that resides in every everything and everyone. That's great. I feel like love is something when you break down the world biologically and scientifically. I guess there's some evolution evolutionary uh, necessity to it, mm. but not a lot. You know what I mean? Like to a yeah. certain point, it's like okay, well, yeah, in packs of bears, the mama bear does this and blah, 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 yeah. blah. But is then, that love or is that... Exactly. But then to a certain point, especially in like human, <clears throat> in human relationship, it's contagious. Yeah, I'm sorry. In human relationship and communication, it just becomes like not helpful in a way, <laughs> like not biologically or evolutionarily helpful. It's like it becomes creative or excessive or mm. mean or disorienting or twisted or beautiful. And it's like, that's not helpful to like the 
continued proliferation of a society mm, yeah. as much as I want to butcher that word. Proliferation. Proliferation of the society. Consciousness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to a certain degree, it's like, I guess it's just like that old question of like, the soul stuff because mm-hmm. it's like there's things where there's synapses and there's things firing off in your brain mm-hmm. and your heart's pumping blood and blah 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 but then there's a point that we all feel of like this isn't it's not just that right is it possible that there's something more or can you just break it down to molecules do you think personally i don't even think it's worth talking about <laughs> yeah can you shut in up the podcast. <laughs> is dumb. No, I don't. I, I think even if it is just molecules, even if it's purely happenstance that we're all here, that's this chair is here, that candle is there. It's no fun to think about it in that way. And there's, I think part of enjoying life is exploring mystery and feeling like there is something else out there. Mm hmm. Um, it's why people want to believe in ghosts and aliens. And I think that's... Do you? I, I, I do believe in ghosts. Uh-huh. I don't believe in aliens. I'm sorry, Marcy oh, Jero. All over the place. Wow. <laughs> well, she hasn't seen Captain Marvel. A bunch of aliens. Like I aliens. did see Captain <laughs> oh, you Marvel. Did? Okay. okay. I had to. We're back. Yeah, we're cool again. I'm listening. I no, believe okay. in Ben Mendelsohn. I thought he was great. I thought her hair in that movie was too done. Weird, uh, right? Yes. Too done. And very done. like 2018 done. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say. It was, yeah, 1994 it, whatever. Yeah, no. it wasn't like era appropriate. Not We, we did not have beach waves so wi- back then. So wig looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The hair is a mess. In the show. Anyway, mm. let's go on about okay. that. Ghosts exist, aliens don't. Sure. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> Can I put my theory out there? Of, like what I believe too, of why yeah. I like kind of agree. Of uh, I do agree with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. like love thing. I think... Um, the our our like predilection for beauty is a really weird thing for evolution like it doesn't mm. make sense because if everything's just functional then it doesn't make sense that i love this much color in my yeah. house or whatever <laughs> and that like you could say you're attractive to beautiful people because they're more fertile or whatever but again like where did that come from like mm. biologically that just functions like that could have functioned just as well with someone who's not attractive or whatever mm. uh why are you looking at me <laughs> And, and gesturing at, at me you and pointing, not as a trap, not your fertile pelvis. Uh, but, but yeah, but like it, it just, <laughs> it just seems Kevin silly. Just threw a pillow yeah. off of his lap. Even animals, like, like are you know, are attracted to like the more feathered bird or whatever. And it just seems um, like everything could be gray and like a puddle and still be functional evolutionarily. Mm. And yet, why do we like pretty things so much? And mm. that's special. Okay. Yeah. No, you guys don't have to agree or anything. No, I, I was just pondering it. Um, you're just like, yeah. Tell because me because it is no. Because it is. You think about you know the birds and the bees. They're all going for these very colorful flowers. The more colorful and crazy, and even the way that certain yeah birds. The colors peacocks. on your sweater. Yeah, I mean, I'm wearing a sparkly rainbow you are. sweater. Yeah, I'm I trying to. Because you knew you would right transition in. into this talk. <laughs> oh, we just need to talk about beauty. I was given this sweater recently, and I'm just thrilled about it's it. It's a good one. 
Well, thanks for sharing your story. Thank Allison. you for sharing really and thank you for sharing your thoughts hear. about God yeah. and repeating them. It's never it's dorky. Crazy. It's never nerdy. You had to listen to this one talk about friggin' in game and yeah, butt that stuff. Was painful. Butt stuff was my favorite. Part. <laughs> <laughs> I like that most of it was about butts and hair because that's what I would be paying attention to. Thank you. Like the only thing I remember from The Watchmen is Patrick, whatever his name's butt. Oh, you got some good Wilson ass. In yeah, that. Patrick yeah. Wilson. Oh yeah. The new sure. Watchmen? No, oh, the old one. movie. Yeah. The good one. I Just think about Malin Ackerman's weird hair in that, too. She had, like, oh. big bangs going oh, on. Oh, yeah, I'm remembering that now, too. Yeah, Are you going to say hair. big bangs theory? No, <laughs> uh, but we'll take a bazinga, and we'll be right back with more <laughs> good Christian fun. <laughs> <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun, the show where we don't talk about dating apps. Let's dive into the topic. What? What's wrong with that? What band is that? Oh, that's a it's a one man band named Stephen Curtis Chapman. Ooh. Now speaking of bands, during this time in young life and Catholic stuff, was there any Christian pop culture at all? Any music or anything that stuck or like that you heard that you still remember or have fond memories of? I loved two songs by Switchfoot. Oh yeah, the ones that were in Walk to Remember. Oh uh, yeah, uh, Only yeah, Hope yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Do You to Move. That was really bad. Sorry, never happened. It's a beautiful song. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Other than that, uh, (laughs) welcome to the fall. Oh wait, I should just play it. (laughs) What is that, Kermit? No, well, there's one song. Sounds like him. There's one song, and especially on the on the early stuff. Where the difference between John Foreman and Kermit is uh, <laughs> cosmetic at best. <laughs> Take a listen to One this. One vocal nodule away. It's in her head. It's in her mind. What? She can't believe it. That's absurd. Connection. She can't believe it. <laughs> oh, Chelsea gets Your so mind. pissed when I play that. It's so funny. Miss Piggy's head. Miss Piggy's mind. Oh, boy. She can't believe it. Oh, uh, no. Okay, so Switchfoot you liked. I did. That but there made was, it through. That did. That was it. I do remember. There was one time I was in my friend Elise's mom's minivan in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. We were getting Italian ice. Van. It was Notorious. Yeah. <laughs> it was popping. <laughs> Notorious V A N. Yeah. Going off in that uh-huh. van. Um, and her, I guess there was music on the radio. And all I remember is that I said, like, ugh, what is this Christian radio? And then her mom being like, yes. Oh. Is there a problem with that? Oh. She was pissed. And I, rightly so. I'm like a little 12 year old jerk just being like, I hate 
what you love. <laughs> so <laughs> you're stupid. Now, see, I pretty much only heard Christian radio on my friend's mom's van yeah. too. And I remember having the same thought, but uh, knowing it she all sounds kind of that. the same. T- oh, yeah, I don't. Bad. Now, see, yeah. if I was that mother, I would try to trick you instead. <laughs> I would say no. And then keep playing it and see if you figure <laughs> Turn it out. It up. And like gaslight you. And <laughs> I love like, it. I tried to do uh, I love a, it. A friend of mine hated Bruce Springsteen. Hated him so much. Oh, no. And she herself was a very talented musician and singer. And so when she was in the car with me, I would like try to play songs that I thought she wouldn't <laughs> recognize by him. And, and she'd be like, is this Bruce? And I'd be like, no. Oh, man. And it uh, never worked. She's consistent. And she was consistent. Ugh. Rest in power. Uh, oh. Just kidding. No, she's alive. Um, but you know who else is alive? God. He's not dead. Mm-hmm. Two. God Twice. is alive. And I saw there's another one. There's a third. There's a third baby on the way. Well, mm. did you? Uh, I don't know if you stuck around for the scene after the credits. Of course I didn't. Did no. you? <laughs> did no, you know I couldn't wait this? to end this film. No, what was after the credits? They did an after credits scene. There was, was an after like credits scene. Yes, they're all leading into burgers? God's Not Dead 3. Whoa. The pastor gets arrested oh, for yeah. not turning in his sermons. I read that in the uh, Cliff's Notes on Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> and that's the that's the third movie. I made I basically made it to just after he refused to turn in his sermons and then his tummy hurt. Yeah, because you were too emotional and you couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, I had to step outside. I understand that, and I understand that impulse. Yeah, the persecution was We did cover God's Not Dead 1 all the way back almost two years ago. Who was your guest? For a live show, Aaron Chewing in the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York. Oh, what a great place. It was wonderful. Uh, We have not touched the franchise since then. Mm. Can't imagine why. I'm honored. (laughs) Yes, yes, you should be flat. I said... Music or movie? I know. You said movie. Look, I love movies. Here we are. I do too. Yeah. Well, you thought you loved I'm glad movies. you fixed this. I, did. <laughs> I'm, I had a good I'm time. Taking it back. So, God's Night Night 2, it'd be helpful if we watched a little trailer for oh, it good. to give the listener kind of an overhead view. A refresher of for what me. this movie is about. I'll probably see probably stuff see I some miss. new things. <laughs> this movie's two hours long. In this day and age, people seem to forget that the most basic human right of all is the right to believe. No prayers, no moments of silence, nothing. Think of the other children out there who are subjected to their repressive belief system. If we sit by and do nothing, the pressure that we're feeling today will mean persecution tomorrow. We're at war. Yeah, we're at war. What makes nonviolence so radical is this unwavering commitment to a nonviolent approach. Isn't that sort of like what Jesus meant when he said that we should love our enemies? Yes. You have heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. One of your students sent a text to their parents. That kid's a snitch. Yeah, yeah. we never circled back on that kid. He's a dirty rat. The post-credit scene is she kills him. (laughs) We're in a war after all. The Thollies are asking that you be fired. Plus revocation of your teaching certificate. How do we make this go away and not get blood on our hands? We let the ACLU do it. We're going to prove once and for all that God is down. Northern Matter, Thorley versus Wesley. 
Mr. Kane will insist faith isn't on trial here. But that is exactly what is on trial. You're looking to prove that Jesus Christ existed? Oh, that's ridiculous. I hate what people like your clients stand for and what they're doing to our society. You're under arrest. These people, they're looking to destroy you. Everyone's telling me to stay out of it. What is your heart telling you to do? I would rather stand with God and be judged by the world than stand with the world and be judged by God. Me and when the tweet doesn't get that many likes. <laughs> You know it. You love it. We're coming back, baby. If we're going to insist that a Christian's right to believe is subordinate to all other rights, then it's not a right. You are the board. I charge you with contempt. I accept the charge, but I have nothing but contempt for these proceedings. What's not dead? He's April Fools 2016. <laughs> 3 years ago. Uh-huh. Um here's how close uh, attention I was paying yes, to ma'am. this movie. Did not know that Ray Wise worked for the ACLU. Ah! <laughs> he does? I thought he was just like a general lawyer. I no, know. he is the ACLU. I thought he represented the school. No, 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 no. The ACLU uh, because the school is circumvented being involved at all. He's mm. just going after her. Because he okay. wants to take her down. In in the scene in which he does say the uh, the titular. Ms. Wesley is an employee of the school board. We went in court and we established her misconduct as said paid employee. Well, there's nothing to change his policy faster than a big expensive settlement. We're going to prove once and for all that God is dead. How is that the ACLU stance? It's crazy. No, I I went to their website and the first thing it said was Christians are dumb. We hate them. (laughs) And we killed Jesus. Oh, no. I should stop giving them money. And then there was was an image of Barack Obama jerking (laughs) off a... uh, Um, I guess a... (laughs) Or something. No, it was a dog. Not a... This is the ACLU, man. I mean, this is these people are bad. They're they're (laughs) bad for it. Well, the ACLU is like a real go-to boogeyman for a lot of this discourse. I remember when I was a kid, my grandfather did get me a book about why they were bad. Mm, It was like God versus the ACLU. So this is like this is not like a a novelty of the film at all. It's always been like a conservative Christian talking point. Is the ACLU? Like we said during the trailer, it's the closest thing we have to like a Hydra or is it like an evil yeah. organization that's like, wow. yeah, like I grew up with the same thing. Like it was the embodiment of, you know, our post moral society trying to get rid of Christianity once this and for all. This is why I feel like, like, um, Christianity is so powerful in the United States because I didn't learn any of that. <laughs> you guys just got way more information. Yeah. It may oh, have it been wrong. Correct. But yeah. you knew you were hearing this stuff as kids. <laughs> if you go if you go to aclufightsforchristians.com, by the way, you can see a bunch of cases in which they come out on this side of like religious liberty and freedom. Yeah, that's what's so confusing Where they, like, to me. They w- fight on the behalf of like people who protest abortion stuff yeah. or even like some stuff where I was like, that seems a little far. Like it is, yeah. it is so human more rights faith feel blind. pretty yeah. Christian to me. Yeah, it's not at all. So it's just, but it's a, it's an easy 
like institutional scapegoat, I think, for a lot of this stuff. I yeah. have no idea. That's but there, there's like there's a Christian counterpart to the ACLU, mm. um, and I'm forgetting the name. It's something like generically patriotic, like Americans for Freedom First or something. And it's like, like that. lawyer stuff. Yeah, and it, and they fight cases on behalf <laughs> of Christians who are like feel like their religious li- liberty is being oh. reduced. And they showed a bunch of them at the end of the credits. And they're like in small print of like various oh, all the cases, various yeah. cases that they were fighting similar to the ones of the teachers. I read all of them. Wow. And the majority of them were like about gay rights, right? No, no. The majority of them were oh. like a third grader wanting yes. to pass out flyers for their church event at oh, school. Like my so gosh. many of them were. This nine year old got his pants um, suit off of him for invitations yeah. to the school. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, but a big one was Cervelli versus Aloha Bed and Breakfast. And this one was interesting and I did read a lot into I mean, it it's, later. If it's as delicious as it sounds, keep going. Oh, it's, it's like macadamia. It's that. yummy drama. Um, okay. but, but basically there was a um, lesbian couple that was going to vacation in Hawaii. They were going to go visit a friend who had a baby. They Their hotel fell through for some reason. And so they went to this bed and breakfast saying like, hey, can we rent a room? And they were like, yep, you can rent a room. I read their, all the email exchanges and everything. Oh, my God. Stuff. I got really into it. Um, and then uh, over the phone, the, the owner of the bed and breakfast, this woman was like, oh, and then who, will your husband be joining you? And she said, no, it'll be my partner, Aiko or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the Diane and Aiko. Island yeah, exploded. and so she said, I'm uncomfortable with that, and she hung up. <gasps> Whoa. And so, and then they tried to call back again. They're like, wait, are you serious? Is it because we're lesbian? And she was like, yes, I don't allow that. This is my home. I live here. Hmm. This is my bed and breakfast. I'm just not comfortable with that. It goes against my religious thoughts or whatever, which we can argue all day. This so That's like the worst Christian thing to do, to literally like close your doors to people because they're Wild. sinful or something. The and she that- had another rule, apparently, that like she wouldn't allow fornicators. So if you weren't married, you couldn't oh. stay in a room together. Yeah. I mean... At that point... I that, know. Yeah, that's so it's fringy so funny. almost. I know, you're um, trying so to run a business. they listed that on this, like, oh, this is a pending case, and they lost. Ooh. It was yeah. pending as of the so time the of the release. So the bed and breakfast person, they tried to get it to the Supreme Court. Wow. And the Supreme Court was just like, no. Yeah, this is dumb. <laughs> anyway, uh, look that up. It's a funny, interesting wow. story. The first Not movie funny. was, no, it sounds hilarious. The first movie was mostly about <laughs> a, uh, it was kind of a uh, Love Actually Christian Magnolia mashup of all sorts of different yes. stories so coming together. Many. There's a little more focus, but the one thing in, in the first movie that's one of the main plots is Kevin Sorbo is an evil atheist professor at a college. Cool. Academia. Uh, tried to get a kid to write down god is dead and say it and scream it from the mountaintops or something mm, like that yeah and this reverses that situation in which it's a nice blonde white christian lady mm-hmm. who's just saying innocuously oh yeah jesus stood up for stuff too kind of like mlk jr truly I, innocuous like so i innocuous. watched that and i think i've had more in-depth religious conversations in public schools than sure that. yeah it felt like a weird one for them to hang their whole hat on. I guess maybe that's and part this movie, of it. Like, if you really wanted to convince us that there's a lot of persecution, you could have had her. I don't know, saying something. It's I, a. Actually, I guess it was that was the point. Yeah, like so it minor. was totally fine. You can't even yeah. say that it, they his they name. want any excuse to go I, after. I want to watch it Isn't just it so. Sort of like what Jesus meant when he said that we should love our enemies. So that's a student. And then Sabrina baiting her teacher. Yes. Um, the writer of the Gospel of Matthew She's explaining records it all. Jesus as saying, <laughs> you have heard it said, 
love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you will be children of your Father in heaven, which indicates a commitment to nonviolence. Dr. King from The Link, describing his inspiration scripture, saying, Christ furnished the spirit and motivation, while Gandhi furnished the method. Except that that didn't work. Jesus got himself killed and everybody was Smart guy. That guy (laughs) got one line in this movie and he nailed it. So I guess it just depends on how you measure success. Both men created movements that survived to this day, even though both paid the ultimate price for their commitment to their ideals. I still wouldn't do it. Oh, two lines. Not very many people have that kind of courage. So good you forgot. But I, for one, am grateful for those that do. You know, those who stand up for what they believe. Cut to Salem the cat solemnly nodding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're getting persecuted over here. I forget what Salem's voice was like on that show. I think it was regular. Yeah, it was kind of a regular sassy voice. Mm -hmm. So that's the moment the whole movie hinges on. Yeah. And so she gets in trouble. She gets called in front of her administration pretty quickly. And then she explains, I just answered a question. I didn't try to assert my opinion either way. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, I am a Christian. Why are you asking? And then the ACLU gets... The ACLU gets involved. Yeah, I guess because the school didn't want to have their own lawsuit or get in trouble for firing her or something. Mm. I don't know. Because they, they knew the ACLU had the power to wipe them out and murder them and sue them to death. And <laughs> Right. So, so that's what they do. Because so you don't want to make the school the villain. You need the ACLU. Right. The yeah. problem is the ACLU. So the whole conflict is like, it's so weird to describe because, yeah, it's not like she's saying, like, that's why Jesus died and rose again, blah, blah, blah. And then she yeah. gets in trouble for it. And honestly, it would be, it would have even been a more interesting conversation if she'd sprinkled in, like, like Jesus did. And she gives a shout out to Gandhi. She's like, or like Malcolm X did for X, Y, Z. Like someone of Islam. And, and then that kind of, because then... What the rest of the movie hinges on, it's such a it's such a strange like magic trick of the whole thing is her hot lawyer played by Jesse Metcalf, is, their strategy is just proving that Jesus existed. So he's it's a, a really weird figure. logic curveball that case. doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's a That's bad a case. Bad lawyer. It's also not the thing in question. No. No one said Jesus didn't exist. Yeah, the entire case becomes the ACLU trying to say that God is dead and they're yeah. trying to say Jesus is And they're Jesus very poorly real. researched too and they're like, huh, I never heard about all the 50, 100 accounts of God, <laughs> Jesus existing. Oh, no. Ray Wise, who is <laughs> who did uh, play Satan on the show Reaper. Like back in the early he aughts, yeah. He seems like a really famous TV actor that oh, I've, I don't Twin know who he is, Pete. but yeah. Leland Palmer, oh, okay. the demonic He's presence or possessed by a demonic He presence. was yeah. hammy in this. Oh, yeah, he was swimming in the river of Can ham, we play for sure. um, his... His uh, mantra moment oh. or his manifesto. Oh, that I man is I literally taking every job that is being offered to him. I mean, good for him. Yeah, he's um, working. But this was. I do have the moment doesn't. where he hates the military. Number two just screams Marine. Oh, yeah. I don't want him. <laughs> Can we blow in our last challenge? Well, we have no choice. I mean, what part of God, country, and core do you want to put on that jury? I I do love that as well. Where it's like, not only are Christians bad, but the military's bad too because right. they. And have if you're gone. in the military, 
We, the ACLU, <laughs> mind you, hate <laughs> you <laughs> as well, viewer at it's home. It's yeah. so illogical. I had su- I looked at my phone so much during That's this That's just fine. I'm yeah, it, it was, yeah, it didn't make any sense. Yeah. I, I the, reason, the only time I was paying attention was when Melissa Joan Hart is with her hot lawyer because that felt like a meet cute situation. Sure. And this was turning into one of her Lifetime movies where she has to like take him to Hallmark Christmas dinner. movies, yeah. mind you. Lifetime movies are very... Very different. Excuse me. Hallmark oh, Thank you. No, Lifetime movies are the same. Lifetime they, movies are like your husband wants to kill you. Oh, Hallmark those are, movies no, Lifetime are, movies also do romance. Like holiday romance? Yeah. The road Lifetime to movies? Yes, my friend watches a lot of them. I know this very well. Mm. Let's just say I know Lifetime a little better than Okay. You. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm like proud of it. But, I'm sorry. But yeah, but I, he was like the hottest lawyer you'll ever see. And they never kiss. They don't. Do they? Yeah. Well, the closest she gets is like, oh, my dad is so embarrassing. He thinks this is a date when we're going over the briefs. And that's it. I don't know if kisses are allowed. Turn into like law procedure after all it's a courtroom drama it yeah. it's just so a courtroom like, drama well because of clause b we can't yeah. do this so this is the angle we're gonna take and, and then there oh. was the the uh expert the christian expert oh boy those two real guys yeah, lee real- strobel and then uh freaking crime scene and csi yeah, god or whatever the, his so name the guy was. that wrote wrote case for christ mm. which i think i read Strobe, yeah. when i was in christian sure high did. school or something yeah. And then, yeah, and, and the hook with both of those guys, which they mentioned very plainly in the movie, is like, I was an atheist. And then I just started looking into it, and it convinced me <laughs> and now it's actually 100% not, yeah. real. Yeah. And, and Ray Wise is baffled by this. He's like, huh? I did not You're see this be- coming. I know. Yeah. This guy didn't read any of the you? witnesses yeah. that were coming up. And like, you would think there, there's like, there's such strange beats in this movie like when they're selecting jurors oh bizarre and they're talking about like what different tv shows they like which that was really confusing as far as i know that's not like a standard question no what's your favorite tv show pretty little liars (laughs) a little whore peremptory challenge your honor (laughs) yeah we can't have this lady on trash what is your favorite tv show duck dynasty and that's a Christian family, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. One of them is in the movie. What? No, he was in the first movie. No, there's... Is he in this movie, No, too? one of the girls is in the movie oh, from the Doug Dynasty family. Smile. She plays one of the, the main girls. Yeah, she plays the, the friend. The tall friend. Yeah. That's right. I oh, looked it up. The tall friend that she I sent you Mrs. a She plays yeah. Mrs. Goldberg's... Yeah. Mrs. Goldberg's... She is like a traveling um, preacher for Christianity, mm-hmm. and she has like a style, uh, like an influencer... Oh, I love Blog. that. Yeah. I'm looking her up. Are we going to take down that Pasadena influencer I was telling you about? Which one? Pasadena Charm. What? Yeah. She's conning a bunch <laughs> of like mom and pop operations into paying her to show up for stuff. No, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to take her down. I've, like, I've met her. <gasps> I've like, I like did an event with her. And when you looked into the face of evil, what did you feel? <laughs> I felt like, where did she get her nails done? <laughs> she went from like 40,000 followers to 135. Did she buy them but all? But the like yeah. ratios are not there. She bought them. It's still like 90, 900 likes or something. I'm yeah. like, good pictures too. What's your race? What's my race? I don't know what my race is, but it's higher than her. And she has like <laughs> uh, like 20 times the followers I do. Um, I think she's just fine. I think she's what's wrong with this country. Uh, no, we'll you talk know what about her off mic. I just care about I justice. Okay. This is a whole other topic. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so like the movie, so the whole premise of the movie is like, it's about religion. It, it just feeds into the persecution complex of 
white Christians in a certain part of the country, blah, 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 and all this stuff. But like, what's fascinating to me about it is that what they show in the movie is the inciting incident is so innocuous. Yeah. And like, like the ACLU wouldn't take that case. Not no. in a million years. And ever. it's fair. And it's so it's just like the equivalent of Allison just now, like tell me, tell me a little bit about your day. Um, let's see. What did I do? I, uh, I got up this morning and mm. I, what day is it? <laughs> Today's Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. Let's see. I went to therapy. Oh, okay. You went to therapy. So yeah. it's my fault that you went to therapy. Yeah. Somehow I'm to blame for oh, that and all your medical bills. <laughs> and see, that's what's wrong with this country is you want to blame me <laughs> for all your problems. That's it. You have no personal responsibility whatsoever. Nailed it. The movie is jumping to a fight that no one's actually fighting. No. And it's escalating and obfuscating yeah. things in the strangest ways. Where it's like... I. Like, sometimes I guess you do hear about kind of sort of like, oh, yeah, academia, there's like a lot of, it, it trends towards like liberal or atheist. And so that's kind of a reflection in, in the first God's Not Dead movie. Mm -hmm. But in this, the idea of like, oh, yeah, sometimes teachers uh, mildly reference the historical figure of Christ in a non-value uh, judgment way at all. It just doesn't reflect anything. Yeah, and like so I'm sure there's an example of, an, of a school saying like you can't reference Jesus at all just because mm. they're trying to be like over overly safe. Yeah. But I doubt it's like, it can't be standard practice. Like no. you can mention Gandhi and Jesus and other religious figures. And like, I'm sure yeah. they can talk about Mahalo. Yeah, like it's not a real a history rule. class. Any yeah. class, any class. It's, it was so strange. And then I thought it was interesting that um, Melissa Joan Hart's, what's her character's name? Susie? Her name is Grace. Grace. Oh, mm. sure. You know how I know? What were you thinking, Grace? <laughs> <laughs> that, that character um, reminded me of you. <laughs> What? Who? It sounded like a character you would do, like her friend who even at was school. That? It's her that teacher was the friend. The woman who works at what do school. What a teacher with no students, unemployed. Right. I got it. How about ecstatic? You're both right. Retired. Only thirty-six days to go. You could put that on your SNL reel, Caroline. <laughs> Love to be a, you I could, could do. This her. is a new direction. Retired. For you. See. Um, it sounds like I'm saying. Well, anyway. yeah, um, but anyway, but Grace, I thought that was interesting because they play her as like very hapless and innocent and mm. just totally like befuddled by what's going on. Well, her face, the podcast listener won't appreciate this, but her face the whole time is. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite part was when her friend who also works at the school, they're walking down a hallway. Mm. They're walking so fast. <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart can't it's keep like up. It's like the freaking White House. I want <laughs> It's West Wing, but like they, it's too, it's too fast. So funny. I also noticed. I don't know if you noticed this too, but like her makeup is it's bad. such a crime. It's like the harshest blush I've ever seen. Yeah, and they made her eyes look heavy, like sharp. She's lines. a beautiful woman. They just yeah. made it look so harsh. Did I tell and you bad. I met her? Was no, you didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that. we talked about this for a second. This <gasps> movie. Mm -hmm. What'd she say? So she came in for a general at Funny or Die like two years ago. And it was one of those meetings where it's like, there probably only needed to be three people there, but there was like eight people because mm. it's like, it's freaking Clarissa, yeah. Sabrina, all this stuff. And someone brought up God's Not Dead. And I don't think it was me. <laughs> Are you someone. sure? And she was just like, she was so real about it. She, she was uh, pretty uh, safe, it, it was what she said. But mm. she was like, 
yeah, you know, those movies are so ridiculous. I mean, it basically is like propaganda, but you know, I mean, there's a lot of propaganda on both sides or something like that where a it's like money, where she, she admits that it was propaganda yeah. to right. a degree but it's like bald faced yeah okay but she seemed very happy she looked fantastic yeah uh, looks looked better than she did in this movie yeah beautiful. i think the lighting in this movie was a tragedy it as well tough. it was harsh harsh not nice i will say though the filmmaking How as a whole like is better than God's Not Dead one. Oh, maybe so if you had seen that, that, Allison, you'd fully appreciate how far they've come. Oh, I'm so happy for them. Tracking uh, yeah, with our characters wish. as we do, because the pastor characters in this movie are in God's Not Dead one as right. well. Yeah, David I was wondering if we were going to talk about and that. The and the left-wing blogger woman. Or yes, the journalist. journalist the one with, with cancer. cancer. Evil journalist. Yes. Who has fully become best friends with Michael Tate. Hello? How'd it go, Amy? It's killed me. Michael. He's in his tour van. Is he a famous guy? Yeah, he's he's like an act. He's playing himself. That's oh, what it felt like. So she met the Newsboys, which is a famous Christian rock band. Oh, they're spreading the news. In the, they're yes. spreading the good. The, See, the you first, get it. It's such the, a good name. Oh, the very, first movie ends clever. with a full concert of the Newsboys. Oh, as does this one. Mm-hmm. They pull that trick one more time. That's what you want. It's like an episode of The Bachelor where they finally get to that <laughs> country concert. Yeah. Well, you know how like a lot of uh, Marvel movies, they say the director comes in, but for the most part, the action scenes are pre-visualized. So like Ryan Coogler actually doesn't have that much say in how Black Panther Act 3 goes. To me. And it just becomes CGI punching and the same with the Russo brothers and everyone. Mm. That's true of the God's Not Dead franchise <laughs> as well in that all the newsboys <laughs> sequences are pre-visualized oh, before... No. The director and screenwriter gets there, so they have to they have to build the movie around that. And that's pretty decide exactly. It's what a it's template. Be. They have to got build. it. It's so funny. This movie was brought to you by the Newsboys and the Salvation Army. So, oh, oh yeah, who could tell? That Salvation <laughs> Army lady, by the way. Oh, of all your dead brother's things, instead of a photo of him or a letter he wrote, I'm going to give you his Bible that you didn't know he had. Right, and oh, she kept yeah. the photo. She found photos too. She's like, these will go nice. I'm going to keep. <laughs> <laughs> she has a collection of like like dead son oh, photos on her collage. fridge at home. She, she prays, prays to him. every night. Hey, oh, oh this is very sweet. Yeah, I've come up with a nice backstory. Yeah, so if, when when that happened, I was like, man, the Christians in this movie feel so predatory to me. Like they are waiting to get the jump on you any given time. <laughs> Can I? I have a question. Yeah. The guy, the guy who went to college, and then he decides that he's a Christian, and then his father disowns him mm, the slap yeah episode? yeah that part <laughs> that episode uh-huh. i just fully lost the thread like what well happened? again because you didn't see one you oh. wouldn't get okay okay it. God's that it's like, universe it's actually rich. a very elegant transition from the story <laughs> of the first one you and know which- what i love is how often the word elegant is used when <laughs> describing films absolutely Especially films like this. That's right. <laughs> Mostly this film. <laughs> I will say one move and one shared connective tissue between this movie and the previous is that there is a, an, unfortunately, there is an ethnic slap in the first movie. It's yes. the Muslim father disapproving of the daughter oh, becoming a Christian. And in this, in this one, it's the Asian father disapproving of the son. That yeah. feels inappropriate. 
an slam. It's almost as if there's like uh, really complicated to bad racial politics. Oh, very poorly researched and barely hashed out sketches of what families Mm. from different countries Mm. are like. So anyway, blah, blah, blah. We don't need to talk about like all the insane details of the movie. (laughs) Although just to say the whole track of it is that it does just kind of become a courtroom drama. So boring. Because the stakes are so like clear and set with that stuff. And they keep hammering home crisis historical, crisis historical, until the final like closing argument where he's like, I call Grace to the stand. Mm-hmm. And he calls Melissa Joan Hart to the stand and he yells at her and mm-hmm. makes her feel really bad until she admits that she has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And then his argument to the jury is sarcastic. It's so insane. It's, well, I guess... You should be illegal and yeah. He executed. basically was like, "Well, then, if you can't be a Christian in this country, you might as well round them all up and shoot them." <gasps> and this is this is like a real common refrain with anything in this area. Is like it's all slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Like we do this. What's next? If we let gay marriage happen, then, they're gonna marry dogs teach, and exactly. Ducks. Yeah. By the Dynasty. way, I would go to a duck, <laughs> dog and duck wedding. It would be so cute. Oh my god! An unlikely friendship. And an unlikely marriage. That'd be so sweet. It'd be very sweet. Milo and Otis. Yeah, so he makes her cry because he doesn't tell her about any of this. And then they win because it turns out, even though, gosh, there's so many dumb things. I know, this gambit at the end is so dumb. The pastor is on the jury. He has kind of a heart attack. Yeah, and he's like, I need to stay on this jury almost as like a sleeper cell in this jury to make sure this yeah. girl doesn't get convicted. And then the Barlow girl looking alternate jury alternate comes looks on. Looks like, <laughs> like, like a 90, 1995 mall yeah, goth. Like not a recent mall oh, goth. Oh, was she the no, one no. who was sitting next like to him pink the hair, uh-huh, with, like, yeah, black and, like lipstick? weird lipstick and stuff. Hot. And they think they're going to lose because they lost the pastor and all this mm. stuff. And then it turns out they win and the reveal with this girl is that, yes, indeed, you do see on the back of her neck is a crucifix. <gasps> and that just goes to show you, you cannot judge by the outside appearance. So again, it's, so it's this wild thing of like, <laughs> well, if the jury's Christian, you'll win. Like yeah, it, it that was yeah. the thing too. It kind of does. Let's let's forget about like the law or what makes sense. Or, yeah. yeah, it wasn't None like oh, it. because of the sound argument we won this yeah. case. It was like no, because if there's more Christians here, then yeah. we will be able to fight back against wow. the war. That seems so self defeating. It was just with the message of the movie. My well, goodness. I mean, all they it, it was so weird because all they had to prove was she was just stating. Yeah. That like a neutral fact about Christ's existence. Right. And it would be dumb for an ACLU lawyer to be like, well, that's religious because Christ didn't exist. Yeah. I mean, this is a straw man argument so thick you could sip boba tea through it. <gasps> hey. How long have All right, you been show's over. No, that, well, okay, holy toe <laughs> roast, bye bye bye. Farewell. You know, we sing the song again a cappella at the end. <laughs> this is uh, my second favorite shot in the movie, in which you see former atheist, former uh, uh, cancer haver, now survivor, write down what is really on trial here in her notes. <laughs> Gosh, that's what we all want to know. That's, so funny. that's just a sincere question. I'm like, I really don't know. I'm sorry. What is this movie help? about? Because it's like, yeah, the ACLU wants to prove that God is. It's just like, it's such a child's argument of, and I think like 
church and state stuff is interesting. I think the fact yeah. that the language isn't in the Constitution is interesting and just kind of like what we allow or prevent in public spaces and how it works itself out. Yeah. It would have been more interesting if like, okay, let's take this home movie. Okay, now it's a Muslim teacher. And it was just it That's was just I was Malcolm X. Too. Yeah, and like could we talk about that? And are you just as willing to fight for their freedom to mm-hmm. talk about him? And if not, you're version. truly full of shit. Yeah. You're truly full of shit. It's it's a bummer all around. But you know what? I do enjoy that at one point it does become a musical. Concert. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I did see this part. Allison, you're a singer. My favorite part was when she came in and went, that was beautiful. (laughs) Seriously? She's crying. Oh my Um, God. Can we play my favorite part? That's awesome. It's a shocking reality that Christians are soon going to be forced to choose between obeying the law and (laughs) following the word of God. Maybe you want to die. I'm Mike Huckabee. No, um, on the courtroom (laughs) steps right after. Okay, so they obviously win because God isn't dead. Slam dunk. And... uh, (laughs) <laughs> Although before they get there to the court you know, room steps or yeah the courthouse mm-hmm. steps, they do cut to the Newsboys concert inside an arena. Yeah. Whoa! But I, it, so like an arena with like you know probably like fifteen, eighteen thousand people. Yes. Listen to the level of applause they get. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Thanks for coming out. Hey, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone Ooh, thought that they were seeing Weezer. <laughs> oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> they found on a soundboard thing with like three clouds. <laughs> yeah. And then they cut back to the courthouse steps. God's not dead. Oh, there they are. So funny. So, so, so that was the student like running out on the court steps. She's like, I can finally talk. I want to say, God's God. not dead. Wow. So, oh yeah, and we didn't talk about. The student, the parents make her sue the, or like go along with the lawsuit right. so she'll get into a good college. Yeah. Oh. They were like, she's going to get a ton of money from this. Liberal college. Even though, if you think about it, the way it worked out is a much better college admissions essay. Yeah. <laughs> to say like, my parents wanted me to do this Ooh. and then I stood up for what was right. That's so yeah. true. I'm freaking Christian now. So, all right. Anything else we um, want to talk about? Oh, I was. I think I've mentioned this before, but uh, my Christian school was a part of one of these lawsuits <gasps> really? against a large public institution, oh. which uh, was ironic because okay, so my school was denied. Uh, like some of the students were getting denied admission to the UC schools because mm. some of our like science courses didn't pass the snuff oh wow yeah because they were creationist yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's so, like when the world started three thousand years ago so. yes <laughs> yes and i think they like would talk about evolution and then quickly debunk it oh. and so we had one evolution of these... which we all understand is bullshit <laughs> right yeah and then they put a full documentary <laughs> but um but uh one of these like christian lawyer associations came to our defense and fought for the students for their classes to be accepted and it was for ucla which i later went to oh wow like a couple years later after that lawsuit and now i'm kind of like it might have been because <laughs> they didn't want to get in trouble with us again or something oh no wow, no i don't know how to this list ding dong in there an interesting picture you. of your life story too i know yeah and yeah. now i am you're like I hate Ms. Them. you're like mrs <laughs> bruins 
I miss this Bruins. You're like little lady Bruin. Uh, yeah. Just fully dressed in blue Yeah, I'm and wearing gold. a bear costume. Gosh, I wish. <laughs> oh, that'd be so cool. That would be cool. Uh, but anyway, I thought that was kind of funny. That's wild. Uh, that. Let's get to our closing arguments about God's Not Dead too. Well, if you look at the evidence, Kevin, it's all <laughs> right. I can't believe they had the actual authors come yeah, to like, that courtroom scene. They're just scene. book commercials they at are that point. They are not great actors. No. No, no, no. Although I will say uh, there's a quote from the liberal journalist that um, is the exact quote I had when I started this podcast. Effective immediately. This blog is the personal diary of one woman's exploration of faith on her own terms. <laughs> Effective immediately. I, that, was, that was my text to Dr. Caroline. Funky I said, Dr. Funky17. <laughs> Siri. Effective immediately. I did dictate this to Siri. <laughs> oh, man. That was so funny. I like the dinosaur arms that you just did when you were typing. <laughs> Siri. Even though you were dictating. <laughs> I'm a T-Rex. Flex. Uh, oh, we didn't talk about this. Judge Robert Stennis. Nor in the matter of Dolly versus Wesley. You may be seated. <laughs> yes! Kevin, you dirty dog. Ernie Hudson's in yeah, this movie. He's the judge. He was great. Oh, that's tremendous. I he's just him. got a voice you want to hear. All he did, just every 10 minutes, would be like, order in my Oh, when he broke the gavel, gavel. Uh that was tremendous. Which actor do you think this movie is most beneath? Because it's not like we're (laughs) working with the A squad here. We need to talk about Pat Boone. Honestly, even the children in this movie. Melissa Joan Hart, Jesse The woman who's on the Goldbergs is very good on that show. Yeah, I would imagine. And she was good in this movie, Mm -hmm. I would argue. Not with many people. She burst (sighs) into the court. (laughs) I want to talk. I didn't oh get that far. Oh, so you didn't maybe get to that it part, fell yeah. apart, but well, how it's do. hard to deliver that dialogue. I will never be mad at anyone for not uh, finishing the assignment for this podcast. No. <laughs> it's like, thank God. Now I feel great. Because <laughs> I didn't I wasn't mean to you by making you waste your life. No, I was too tired. And I discourse. have boundaries, Kevin. <laughs> great. <laughs> and boundaries are our way of telling each other what we need. Yeah. And the way this final argument section works as we give the movie a holy toast a roaster space between oh. holy toast that's a thumbs up house and we send it all the way to heaven, heaven holy roast we send it down to hell to where the devil ray wise is waiting yeah, for it cool or we send it in between purgatory space between, space between. DMB. And we start with Caroline. <laughs> where Dave Matthews is waiting for uh, Holy Roast. Another stinker from the Pure Flix boys coming down the old pipeline. Uh, I'm sure they worked very hard on this and they tried to make it their best. Uh, but it is a propaganda film and it is a waste of Melissa Joan Hart. And for that, I must roast them. A Holy Roast from Caroline. We Thank turn you. it to Allison. I'm going to deliver a Holy Roast as well. <laughs> holy Roast as well. Much like Gobble Gobble Give. Stick this turkey in the oven. (laughs) You gobble gobble went there. Oh my gob. (laughs) Wow. That was great. Okay. Well, now I guess it falls to me, huh? (laughs) Yeah. You loved it. The nail biter. And now it's time for my closing argument. Oh no. Today, we've put God's Not Dead 2 on trial for several crimes. Now this movie over here would like you to believe 
that it's an honest movie made with good intentions and good faith by people that mean well and are merely reflecting what they see happening all around them in a culture growing increasingly hostile to belief. But that is not what is happening, is it, folks? No, my friends. It's something much more sinister than that. God's Not Dead 2 is a cinematic lie. It is the aggressive online man who wants to, quote, just have a discussion and exchange ideas. It is a National Review op-ed in film's clothing. It's not merely the underhanded idea of bringing a gun to a knife fight. It's bringing a, lock, a rocket launcher to a playground. Woo-hoo. God's Not Dead 2 doesn't care about the truth, but will do everything in its power to convince you that that's all that it cares about. As for the charges, oh on so the count southern. of failing to present a coherent... <laughs> well, it's not exactly who I want to be. <clears throat> on the count of failing to, to present a coherent, inclusive argument on church and state, I find this film guilty. On the count of being effective branded content for the Salvation Army, wow. I find this film guilty. On the count of being a worse film than God's Not Dead 1, I find this film not guilty. Ooh. And on the count of willfully obfuscating this conversation, creating a red state cream dream in which the white Christian is the 21st century totem of oppression and actively enabling a persecution complex and passively enabling white supremacy as well as the national mood that leads to our current administration. I find every last one of these snake oil selling, shit for brain scripts, faith-based fuckers, guilty as charged. Kevin, I wish you the had opposition played rests. my character on 13 Reasons Why. <laughs> Are you a Southern lawyer? I'm a lawyer who's just a really bad person, and it would have been better if you Ooh. had done it. Well, I want you to take this, and for season two, you know what? You can use it. Thank Channel you. That. You can have I like this. that the show has become you and I doing stilted readings of things we've pre-written. <laughs> And then the guest politely has to be like, like okay. Oh, fun. oh, yeah, no, I'm having a good time. I could be literally anywhere else in my very nice and no, fun life. Very I'm nice. delighted yeah, by I'm it. All oh, of that this. was great. That was very great. You can go to at Christian Fun Pod, dear listener on Twitter, give it a toast to roast the space between, get out there and. Pokemon, go to the polls. <laughs> I got hot sauce in my bag. Swag. Swag. Flex. Time to have sex. <laughs> we know she's had sex one time at least once hillary do you think she's she's had an extramarital affair oh interesting like do they both have hall passes yeah or is it just a one-way hall pass gosh i hope she has i hope hope she's satisfied in some way (laughs) yeah she deserves some some of the creature comforts of this world she needs some measure of peace Everyone deserves sexual satisfaction. I love that. Thank you. Thanks, hey, you know, you're welcome. Uh, you're welcome. Nice. Sponsor me on Raya. <laughs> uh, now we bring it down, Allison. I don't know if they played this kind of music in young life, but here on the Protestant side of things, we like to use heavy, droning, dreamy little synths, like Ooh. it's the Tangerine Dream score from Legend. 
the yeah. 80s movie we just Tom went to Cruise. yoga one time and even though we didn't trust it we did like the mood music and we <laughs> like, do want to appropriate that yeah. in some way for the next let's take it I know we need to predict the next worship music trend I don't know. I'm I'm saying bluegrass. I'm gonna put. That. I was going to say banjo music. <laughs> I feel like I've seen a banjo in a church. Like yeah, I right? feel like I've been privy to that. I Hard went to a Portland bluegrass. church that had banjo. That makes the, so much sense. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, like an Orlando harmonica church. washboard. Bluegrass. And they're and they're all bears. <laughs> now hear me out. <laughs> and they're having like a jamboree Chucky in the country. Oh, in flood of God, oceans rise and I will climb. <laughs> oh, they overwhelming, never end, and reckless hog a god. Right. Sloppy wet kiss. Uh, this works out. That's Listen. not a Christian Those are all song. actually. Yeah. They are sloppy wet kiss. Yeah, yeah girl. Unfortunately, hmm. okay. hotly debated lyric. Uh, makes sense coming from someone who's clearly never experienced one from God. <laughs> Not from God, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, rub it in my face, why don't you? <laughs> I get it. I know what I am. I know what this looks like. Yeah, God kissed me, too. <laughs> you guys, I'm jealous. God friended me. God went to second base with me. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, the that way was this a succubus. Spiritually, with consent, enthusiastically. <sighs> Allison, the way this works is we lift up our social media handles and our projects that we're working on to God. Usually you go on a podcast, you promote it, you plug yourself. Like, here's where you follow me. We offer this up as a loving and a a very humble sacrifice to God. Lay it at the feet of the cross. As well as maybe uh, something you're enjoying in secular culture. Oh, boy. Uh, And I'm going to put this on you, Caroline. It can't be Avengers Endgame. (laughs) <laughs> because we already know that from the first seggy. Okay, well, joke's on you because I wasn't going to lift that up this week. Okay. <laughs> Next week, though. Uh, you can lift me up and lay me at the foot of the cross at Caroline's Farts on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> I wouldn't say lay me to our listeners. <laughs> you can do it. Uh, no, be appropriate, please. Uh, and I'm going to lift up this week the music videos of an artist named Taylor Parks. Oh. Uh, with an X. And they're just really good what why are you looking no, at me I'm like listening. that you gave me a weird look um i was smiling but uh again her, my face just looks like her music videos are really good they're like kind of this color explosion like maybe what taylor swift was trying to do in me but actually cool oh. and like kind of interesting and funky but she is she's like a big rising star she makes great music and she helped ariana grande write a bunch of her recent music oh so la la. eyes on taylor she has to help ariana grande because she can't see the paper that she's writing on anymore because she's squinting. A friend of mine, oh. um, Demi, who worked on Cordage. <laughs> she can't see. She can't see. Yeah, what? She she's, she's supposed like, to wear glasses. She's legally, she like, blind. Oh, sweetheart. <laughs> it's probably, I feel like that would be um, handy if you were a pop star. I guess so, yeah, because like, you don't know if you don't know. You can block yeah. out the world. Anyone staring at you? Yeah. All right, we turn to Allison. Is that why she and Pete Davidson broke up? Oh. She couldn't that's see. That's why they got together. Massive hog. Yowie! <laughs> oh, God. No, everyone deserves sexual satisfaction. Even <laughs> that's the even Pete Davidson, even old Petey. Well, especially him. He lost his father in nine eleven. That's oh, sad. He deserves the world. So, I mean, if my dad got lost in nine eleven, I'd be crushing left and right. I just wanted to hear you finish that sentence. <laughs> it was worth it. I'd be holding hands all over the place. Call oh, your father I tonight and tell him every I woman would gladly in town. sacrifice you to a, hmm, to no. a like, national tragedy. I don't think any sex so is worth my dad being okay. dead. Aww. Well, that's no, such I don't a think sweet so. sentiment. Thank you. It's nice. Yeah. yeah, I think I would say the same. And oh, that's the too. kind of guy you can find on Raya. <laughs> 
<laughs> we turn it to Allison. All right, let me lift up my handle. I'm yeah. at Allison E. Miller. E is important. It stands for Eileen, my mother's best Come friend. Come on. Did she name you after her, mo- her best friend? Her best friend. Oh, I'm going to do that now. That's sweet. It's Which really best sweet. friend, though? Uh, uh, That's <laughs> the trouble. How about Samantha <laughs> Kevin Ely? <laughs> I can't wait. Some, no, it'll be Samantha Dumb Bitch Ely. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to name your Named daughter. After you. Oh, no, that is <laughs> an honor. It's flipped around to being an honor again. <laughs> You guys. I can't wait to talk to Nate about this. <laughs> <laughs> Your unborn child is going to be named Dumb Bitch. <laughs> watch, uh, watch a million little oh, yeah. things. Watch a million little things. Also watch uh, the Psych movie that I will be in. Hey, oh, cool, way to go! Yeah, I know, you know, you and uh, the theme song. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Did you say I know. Yeah, <laughs> that's the you theme. know. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen three episodes of it, so I do know that that's the theme song. Ooh, not good press for the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was great, and I agreed to be in it. Uh, Those three episodes sold me. Hell yeah. Um, And um, as far as... The eye can see. As far as the eye can see and the ear can hear, I would like to talk about how I'm seeing Big Thief live tomorrow. Oh, a pre-plug. It's a band. They are so phenomenal. I am just so thrilled to go see. It's a a woman who writes the most incredible lyrics and has this voice that is almost like this music. So soothing. Wow. I'm going to check that out tonight. Yeah, check them out. So very good. Cool. Go home, go on Spotify, let Big Thief Spotify, steal your yeah, attention yeah. for a few hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fun. You can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter. I'll lift up one of the funniest sketch shows ever. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. Oh my gosh. I need to watch it's that. Netflix. so good. Everyone's I'm glad you lifted it up because I was going to. It is one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. He's so what? funny. Yeah. What? <laughs> Well, I could quote it, and we did at a wedding. We we just kept quoting it in front of a group of people who had not seen it. Wait, oh, that's what was going on at that table? Uh, No, around the fire pit. Oh man, you guys were all at a wedding. Yeah, I I was. uh, I was busy (laughs) taking, literally taking the groom's dog's shit. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that in the apartment. Otherwise, I would have left it, join in a little quote off. Uh, so watch that at Kevin Teaport everywhere blah, 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 blah. Uh, and on Raya. And you can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. GoodChristianFun.com is a fun website to look at us and all of our Man. pickies. Patreon.com slash GoodChristianFun for more Good Christian Fun every Friday. Leave us a review. Or don't. Don't get there. You know what? This week, don't leave us a review. <laughs> We're not going to donate a dollar to charity yes, this we week. Are. We're to taking the ACLU. it all. ACLU. Hey, I I will say I got so mad while watching this movie. I made a donation to the you, ACLU. You actually did. In the middle of, it, I was like, "Fuck this!" That's yeah. Holy smokes! Very funny. And I will say, if you have conservative parents that you still have a good relationship with, I would encourage uh, any of you to make a donation in their name and then send them the receipt to piss That's them cute. off as a fun mile. Prank. Don't do that. Why? So mean. A friend of mine did that to her uh, dad one time, and it was very Shitty. funny. Aww. We make a one dollar donation for every review, good or bad, <laughs> to uh, Shatterproof. It's an organization who's helping people uh, raise public awareness about the opioid addic- opioid addiction. Wow, you guys, that's and great. With that. Yeah, 
So check them out. Have you heard of Fireproof Allison? Because this is even more intense than that movie is. What? Shatterproof. <laughs> what is Fireproof? Uh, it's a it's a charity that donates to Kirk Cameron's boat funds. <laughs> <laughs> anti jerk off. It's an anti jerk. They want to make people aware of the idea of not jerking off. <laughs> Allison, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. What a delight and a treat and a little treasure day. Oh, I love the treasure. It's been too long since we've potted together. Yeah. And there's nothing left to say except for an all of pods people said. Amen. Amen. Caroline, should we go out on the newsboy song for this song, uh, movie, Guilty, or God's Not Dead? God's Not Dead. All right. Great. I love this song. <laughs> I've Okay, so Allison, the last couple of weeks, I've really been trying to figure out like... What Caroline likes musically, because oh. I feel like we do musical artists on this show, and it's like sometimes kind of a drag if it's not something that we're both kind of into. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I know for certain is that she loves this song, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of out of character. Oh. Right. So it's throwing me all off. So you can't blame a guy for trying. It's hard to pinpoint musical taste with anybody. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. It's hard for me to pinpoint my own from yeah. time to time. When I heard that Dave Matthews Band song, I went a little bit like, ooh. <laughs> do oh, I love that. Dave Matthews? <laughs> I definitely do, and uh-huh. I don't like that I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week on the podcast. Goodbye. Bye. I just love their chorus. Caroline. What? Allison. God. It's not dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's me, John Foreman. Yay. <laughs> <laughs>